Hey there, and welcome to the Bold Survivor Collective Podcast. I'm Contessa Aiken, your host and queen rebel. That's right, I claimed it today. We are here to take a stand, rise up, be bold, be authentic, push back, pee into the wind. It's a true story. In this episode, I interview Lori Davis, who is awesome. She has all kinds of degrees. She's super smart. I love being around people who are smarter than me. I hope you enjoy the podcast episode as much as I did. Dive on in. Okay, we have Lori. Hey, Lori. Lori um, has her master's degree in clinical psychology with over 30 years of experience empowering individuals and couples to live a richer, happier life. She is a relationship coach to everyone around the world. (laughs) Maybe not everyone, but lots of people around the world and is an author of the book, Unmasking Secrets to Unstoppable Relationships. Thank you so much, Lori, for joining us, for being here, for being willing and open to share your love and excitement with all of us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your story? My pleasure. Yeah, so like you mentioned, I started out as a marriage and family therapist for over 20 years. I was working with um, a lot with abused children and women that were incest survivors, so that was my main population when I was a therapist. Um, for the last seven, almost eight years, um, have been a relationship coach, and I love what I'm doing. Um, my own journey, which sometimes people want to know just a little bit about that. So I have three children. I have one daughter that's grown and on her own, and then I have two, and I've always homeschooled my children. So I run my business around homeschooling my children. It's this really crazy, crazy life where from minute to minute, I'm doing something different. But it works for me. Um, went through, just so that you know, life, my life hasn't always been roses, right? Um, Because sometimes when you're talking about stuff, people go, yeah, but it's easy if your life is perfect. So for a long time, it wasn't perfect when I was a child by any means. And then I had a wonderful husband and a wonderful marriage and my three children, and we were married for 28 years. 25 of those were amazing. And then some things happened. And so that's, there's another person involved. So I don't share more than that. But he went through some issues, some things happened. And after 28 years, we went our separate ways. And I have to tell you that that was the hardest time in my life. I had a teenager, um, a four-year-old and a six-year-old, maybe a little younger than that, because that was when I'd met my husband now. That's how old they were. And I had not been the breadwinner for a while. I had been doing a lot of volunteer work. I was blessed to be able to do that for a period of time. Um, And I hit rock bottom. Right? I had to start all over again and didn't know how I was going to do that, but I did. Um, and so I picked myself up and moved on and created this career and created this life for my children and I um, found love again, found my husband, and also went through my whole forgiveness process. You know, my ex and I are we're really good friends. We were able to get back to the friendship part of our relationship and we co-parent our children together. And, but let me tell you, all of that didn't come without an awful lot of work. And so now I get to share all the experience I had as a therapist, all the things I've gone through, everything in my life, right? I get to share that with other people, helping them to create happier relationships and happier lives. And I just couldn't think of anything else I'd rather do. 
except spend time with my husband and my children. But. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for opening up and sharing a bit about your story with us. When I was listening to your story and I was thinking, gosh, if there's someone who clicks on our interview and who is at rock bottom, what really is a tool or a resource to help you start moving out of that place that you just absolutely love? So it really, I do a lot of mindset work with all of my clients. And so for me, the tool really is being very aware of your thoughts and not letting your thoughts rule you because that can happen so much. You know, I remember times when I would get this scenario playing in my head about what was going to happen. None of that happened, but I would get myself so worked up that, you know, never had anxiety in my life, but there was a really short period of time where I even had some anxiety attacks. And the reason I had those is because I had this scenario playing of what could happen to us. None of that happened. And so the first thing really is to stop and be that observer of your thoughts and say to yourself, am I okay right now? If you're not, then obviously get some help, right? Right. Because sometimes people may not be. But if you are, I'm okay right now. And I've always been okay. And so chances are I'm going to be okay tomorrow. And I can't think about how to be okay tomorrow and make plans for that if I'm down that rabbit hole and in a panic attack, right? So just calming yourself down, you know, doing whatever works for you, whether it's walking, whether it's meditating, you know, whatever, hot baths. I spent a lot of time soaking in hot baths with candles, right? <laughs> like essential that. oils. I mean, that for me was huge. Music, I mean, but whatever it is that can kind of help you, support you, other people that are supportive, mm-hmm. but really paying attention to those thoughts to me is the main thing. And, and saying to yourself, what I'm thinking isn't true. Yes. I'm okay right now. I'm okay right now. And you may have to say that every half an hour. I'm still okay though, right? And for me, I did that. I did that a lot. And when I did that, I could calm down enough to say, what's the next plan? Even if it's just, right, a tiny, tiny step. Right? Yeah, what do I need to do next? Like, what's that next plan, that next, and step by step. And I don't know how I'm gonna get to the other side. I don't know how it's all gonna be okay. But if we can start to have some faith that it is gonna be okay, it will be like all the right resources, the right people, the stuff will come to us, but not when we're sometimes not when we're in panic mode. No. Right. And I get being in panic mode, totally understand it, but we can calm ourselves down a little or call somebody to get help. Right. If you need to mm-hmm. and say, I'm okay right now. Right. What are, you know, when I think about then moving forward, what are some of the relationship patterns whenever we go from a relationship to another relationship or perhaps another relationship, what are some of the relationship patterns that you tend to see from other people or that you've experienced yourself? So, I mean, I was blessed. So mine had been great all that time. And I was looking at how do I replicate the great? Um, But that's not the case for most of my clients, right? And over the last 30 something years, that has not been the case. Mm -hmm. So the patterns can be anything from, what did we experience in childhood? You know, what messages did we get? That's the psychology part of me. You know, those first seven years of our lives, we get a lot of messages, whether you came from a dysfunctional home, even if you came from a really good family, you can interpret things as a child that you don't understand 
in ways that don't serve you well as an adult. So we're taking these unconscious beliefs that we have. That were given to us, right? That were given to us or that we took in. You know, it's not anybody's fault sometimes. Because you can say, well, but I had a really good family. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make a difference. We all get beliefs that don't serve us well. We're little kids looking at adult life through this filter of a little child that we don't understand. So it's not other people's fault, maybe, maybe it is, but it might not be. And it's not our fault, you know, but we have these beliefs. So that's part of it, right? We're going into relationships with these beliefs and they're unconscious. A lot of times we don't even know they're there. Now we meet up with another person. They have another set of beliefs, right? Like it doesn't always work well. So that's part of it. And then, then we have experiences. We get out in the world and we start having relationships with people, friends, you know, little kid, little friends in kindergarten, crushes, boyfriends, girlfriends. I mean, you know, husbands, wives, whatever it is, coworkers, like we have all these relationships. Yeah. They don't all go well either. Mm -hmm. And so we end up just this baggage, right? It keeps building and these experiences. And then we take those experiences and we have beliefs about this. And we start to have beliefs about relationships. And then when somebody new comes along, we're looking at them through that filter. And so now we've got patterns and those patterns start to repeat. We also believe things. We believe that when I'm working with singles, a lot of times it's men only want one thing. There's no good men out there. There's no this, there's not, you know, right? And so we're looking at it and that's what we're putting out into the world. So is it any, are we surprised at all when that's what we start to see and that's what shows up? So we can, what we're putting out is what I believe in the law of attraction. What we put out is what we are drawing back into us. Oh my gosh, we don't mean to be, right? Like we would, we would go, no, that's not what I'm trying to get. But without realizing it, we're drawing that to us. And then, you know, if, if we get used to being in relationships in a certain way, and maybe we don't even know they can be different, we have these patterns that keep repeating. And that's so sad because it's hurtful a lot of times and it's not, and we just don't know. We don't know that we've got the patterns. We don't know we're attracting and drawing that. We don't know we're playing a part, right? We don't want to. So when we start to get this information, we can now start to have some control. We can start to make some changes. How does someone go from being unaware of the patterns that we are doing to having some level of awareness? One of the things you can do is look at what's showing up in your life. Right. You know, if I start to see a pattern showing up in my life, the first thing I do is go, oh, what's the lesson for me? Like, <laughs> I don't say, oh my gosh, that, well, in the very beginning, I might say, I can't believe that person did that, right? But like, it wasn't very long ago, I started noticing that like in two weeks, like a few people were being nasty to me and it, like it was a stranger at the grocery and mm-hmm. it was, you know, and so instead of going, what the heck is wrong with people these days? You know, I mean, I came home and went, I can't believe that person said that to me. You know, and then I went, hmm, okay, so there's a pattern. Like, 
what's the lesson for me? What's coming up that I need to look at? Like, what am I putting out or what do I need to learn? Is there a next level of evolution for me that I need to grow? And the first thing I do is I look at myself. So look at what's happening in your life. If there's patterns, if you've been in relationships, doesn't matter if they're intimate ones or not, bullying you or treating you bad, or you're like, you know, there's no boundaries there and you're being, you're being emotionally abused or whatever it is. If that's a pattern, I've got good and bad news. So the bad news is you're participating in some way. And I know that's really hard for people to hear. And I say that with so much love and compassion, right? You know, not in a blaming way. Oh my gosh, no. But in a way that when you realize that I, what am I doing? Like, how is it that I'm participating? The good news is you have power now. So bringing it to the surface and realizing that you are participating some way and, and just seeing, looking at what's, look at what my life looks like. That's how I can start to have a clue because then you have power and then we can talk about what you can do different so that your life looks different. Because otherwise you have no power and you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Then you're, you're stuck in being in a place of being a victim, right? Because everything's just happening to you and you're not allowing yourself to be aware enough to do anything about it, right? And that stinks. Like I would hate to think that that's the case for anybody. Yes. So sometimes people get really like defensive when we go, you're participating, you know, and you're like, but that person did that. Well, we're not saying that you, that you wanted it or you caused it or you, or what they did wasn't terrible. Right. Or we're not even saying that it didn't happen, it right? It happened, but that yeah. doesn't mean that you don't have a part in it. And you can have a moment to tell somebody, yep. I can't believe what that lady said to me at the grocery store, right? Yep. <laughs> and then look back and go, okay, now, now what, right? Like we don't stay stuck there. Mm-hmm. So then we can move on and go, all right, what do I do? And really, honestly, it might just be one cranky person you happen to run into. But when there's patterns, we really need to start to look at that. Awesome. Thanks for that distinction, right? Because there are going to be some cranky people we run into. But if you start to run into, say, more than one, then we need to start getting curious about what it is that we're putting out into the world. And it can be a belief system. It can be a a thought that we're attached to a way of being anything, right? Yes. It's that energy. Like, like we won't spend time with this, but there's lots of scientific proof. And I'm like this nerd who likes to read all of that. (laughs) But there's all this scientific proof that proves that our thoughts and, and kind of this energy of where we are extends way beyond us. Mm-hmm. And we attract to us like a magnet people that match that energy. So if we're negative, if we're feeling like a victim, if we're mm-hmm. sad, if we've got all of this like stuff that's dragging us down, we attract other things to us that match that. When we are in a better mood and we see things different, those people somehow just don't come into our spaces often. And that's a wonderful thing. Talk to us about EFT. Yes. One of my favorites. I love EFT. So if you don't know what EFT is, it's emotional freedom technique. A lot of times we think of it as tapping. It's that, you know, we're tapping on acupuncture um, energy points. And really simply, it is we can take experiences and it doesn't get rid of the memory or it doesn't get rid of the experience, but by tapping on it, and it's so simple and easy to do, 
by tapping on it, it disconnects and takes down the emotional charge that's attached. This is my way of describing it, at least. The emotional charge that's attached to that emotion. And once you get good at it, it can happen really quickly. Um, I can remember when I was first going out and networking and was starting this phase of my business and was still getting used to being a single mom, two little kids, a teenager that was going through a really rough time and not dealing with any of this well. And as soon as I needed to walk out the door to go give a talk somewhere to promote my new business, she'd decide to pitch a fit. And she, you know, she'd watch the kids for me, no problem but she would start this argument or something. And I'd be in the car going, great, I gotta go give this talk. Like I'm newer to this, you know, I'm all stressed and how dare she do that, right? Like victim, I'd be in the victim mode. Yep. You know? And I'd stop and I like, I was good enough. So I could tap with one hand, you know, I'd be in debt riding down the road, tapping about it. 10 minutes down the road, it was just all gone. And I was in this wonderful, peaceful space. And you know, the same event had happened. But there was no emotion attached. And by the time I got there, I could do a great job. I could come home, not upset with her. And, but it's really good if you've got like a lot of past stuff, if you've got current things you're dealing with, learning how to, and being guided through it so that you learn to do it. Tapping on that in a very short period of time can really get rid of just a lot of that emotion which really helps you to control your thoughts and to change some of those beliefs. So can you show us using EFT what that would look like to say change an old relationship behavior or pattern that you're doing or possibly even create new ones? Yeah. So with, we, what we do is, and I won't, I'll just really, really simply, we start with what is, you know, because sometimes when we talk about positive affirmations, we want everything in the positive. With EFT, we want to acknowledge what is because it's there and we know it. So we want to start. So for instance, I'll just use the issue with my daughter, right? You know, somebody might make you upset. I would just start with simply just tapping and going, I cannot believe she did that. Really? Why would she start this right now? Of all the times for her to do that, doesn't she know that I've got this thing to go to, right? And I would just tap through the points, giving a voice to my anger, my frustration. And, and you just use whatever words are appropriate for you, you know, and, and be emotional about it. I can't believe it. How could she do this to me? What will happen is after you go through, you know, we start and then we, we finish. Once you go through all those points, after a little bit, you're going to notice that all of a sudden you don't feel so upset about it. And you can stop periodically, take a deep breath. After a while, you're going, oh, how dare her do, oh, well, I kind of understand why she did that. You know, she really is a teenager. Uh, that's typical teenager behavior. And she's really going through a lot, right? And all of a sudden your mind is shifting to seeing things in a different way. What, and we're, we're tracking the numbers. So we're looking at on a scale to one to 10, how upset are you? You tap for a while and you check back in. Well, now I'm at a six. Well, let me tap a little more. All right. I've gotten down to a four or three. I feel better, right? Once you get it down, you can stop there. But what I, but what's even better is to then start putting some positive affirmations in that. Um, and sometimes I'll just tap with people on like Facebook lives, just doing positive affirmations. But then you're gonna start tap saying, I love my daughter, right? She is such a wonderful soul. I see the light in her. Look at all the good things she's doing, right? <sighs> I'm gonna go home and give her this big hug and show her how much I love her. You know, or if it's yourself, 
you know, I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. I'm worthy of being treated right. I deserve to be treated good. Everybody that I'm attracting into my life treats me with the love and respect that I deserve. And you start tapping in those positive. If we're talking about letting go of a belief, we can tap on it's safe. It's safe for me to let go of this idea. It's time for me to let go, right? I'm letting go of this in every cell of my body, you know? And so we can tap on. So it kind of depends on where you're going, but Mm -hmm. it gives you a few ideas of some of the different directions of how you can take that. And, And you can, it's just an amazing, an amazing way to feel better quickly. There's been like some just really, oh, and the other thing to say about it and like kind of some of the miracle results is they've actually done brain scans of people and studies where they've done like talk therapy, nothing, and EFT, tested people's cortisol levels, their stress hormone levels before and after, and there is a significant drop in them. They've done like mind mapping where they can actually show the brain connections, you know, and your brain working and changing. So there's science to back this up. It's not just when I first started doing some of these things, people were like, oh, that woo-woo stuff, right? (laughs) You know, oh yeah, you, we know you do all that woo-woo stuff. But now science, medical science researches it and shows that it is actually changing. It's changing our body chemistry. It's changing our brain, the connections between the hemispheres of our brain. We're actually rewiring our brain so that, and it's not the only thing that does it. There's lots of wonderful techniques, mm-hmm. but it's just one of them that actually rewires our brain. Isn't that fabulous? Yes. Change the brain. Yes. <laughs> that to me just tells me that if I am even like, say, experiencing some depression and we're not talking about like chemical depression, right. But just experiencing some depression that I can rewire that it doesn't, I don't have to live with that for the rest of my life. Right. And if I just kind of look at overall, what you've said, right. We all have patterns, whether they're in the context of a relationship or outside the context of a relationship, we all have patterns. And the way to see these patterns is to view our life from the, an observer position. What are we attracting? What's happening? How are people treating us? And then we can then in, in you know, I want to, the, the word that came to me was internalized, but that's not the right word, but we can, um, what's the right word I'm looking for here, Lori? Um, we can bring it to the surface. We can, you know, we, if we draw it to the surface, acknowledge it, then we have power. We have that level of awareness now, and then you have a tool that you can use to then release the emotional charge that surrounds it and then truly be free, which is part of the name of EFT, isn't it? Freedom, <laughs> right? <laughs> so if you could leave us in part with us one lasting impression, one thing that's on your heart right now, what would that be? You have the power to change your life. So don't be stuck where you are. You know, find, find some help. Find some assistance if you're not happy with where you are. You have the power. You can do it. And it's probably easier than you think mm-hmm. once you've got somebody to support you through the process. It's quicker and easier than you think. Thank you for listening to this episode on the Bold Survivor Collective. I'm Contessa Aiken. If you want more, subscribe to this podcast. And of course, join us over on the private Facebook group, The Bold Survivor Collective, where we keep the conversation going and keep on surviving and thriving. Bye.